1: Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: In our field, in sort of the the jewelry world, the art jewelry world, it's a female dominant field. But what's really wonderful is I feel we're all very supportive of each other. We all make space for each other. And competition, in my mind, always seems more like a healthy competition. Like, wow, that's so great. I need to make something great as well. That was Shana Blythe-Burke, a renowned jewelry designer,
3: explaining the joys of collaborating with other women artists. Shana has a timely collaboration going on right now. She has curated the Plan B Art Project, a traveling exhibit and sale of jewelry that calls attention to and raises money for women's reproductive rights. I'm Elan Verveer and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We are bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Shana Blythe Burke is known for her fine contemporary jewelry in gold and silver that reflects the urban landscape. She is joined in today's conversation by another acclaimed designer and Plan B participant Rebecca Myers, whose elegant jewelry echoes the patterns and forms of nature. Listen and learn why Shauna Blythe Burke and Rebecca Myers are two of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. I'm speaking today to two renowned jewelers, Shauna Burke and Rebecca Myers, about Plan B Art Project, and we're going to hear all about it. Shauna and Rebecca, it's a delight to have you with us today.
2: It's a delight being here. Thank you so much. Well, tell us, what
3: is the Plan B Art Project? What does it do? How does it work? I know you're raising resources for a cause. Give us insight to all of that.
2: So um, the Plan B Art Project began last year in November, I had been, uh, I think really since the Obama nomination of Merritt Garland, which never came to the Senate floor, I began really following um, what was going on in the Supreme Court and the uh, nominations, you know, under the Trump presidency and I'm sort of seeing the writing on the wall for a lot of uh, women's rights and human rights. Uh, I began to sort of look What was coming down the docket, you know, and the the Mississippi decision. So I started talking to other artists. And as contemporary jewelers, we make both jewelry and sort of sculptural objects that one can wear on, you know, your body. And a thought came to me of um, little vessels, you know, that sort of were a nod to amphora forms, you know, from Greece or Rome or little apothecary jars and what they held. And in the past, before Roe v. Wade, um, often they um, carried little abortifacient herbs or poisons, you know, to rid the body of an unwanted pregnancy. So I thought, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to make these little symbolic forms, you know, at, to raise money for Planned Parenthood, but, you know, also as sort of a, a, a talking piece, you know, not everything had to be in your face you know, but it could become a dialogue. So it started with just 20 artists. And um, we went to a small gallery um, in Massachusetts. And then um, the project grew and we're up to 70 artists. It went from Massachusetts to Rhode Island, to Cincinnati, to Chicago, to Delaware. And now it's going to New York Jewelry Week to be in front of a really big audience. And then Thankfully, I have other galleries, such as Rebecca's Gallery, which are going to be taking it on in 2023. So as the show travels, um, we bring in other artists, and each piece that sells, a portion goes to the artist in the gallery, and then 25% of each piece goes to Planned Parenthood.
3: Rebecca, how did you interpret the project? What did it mean to you, and
1: why are you engaged? The way we interpreted the project here in my studio was the right to abortion is based on the 14th Amendment, which is the right to privacy. And in this project for me, the Amphora represented the 14th Amendment holding all of the rights based on it, such as the right to abortion, marriage equality, contraception access, uh, same-sex intimacy. And then the vessel essentially holds the consequences of society based on this ruling. And so I loved Shauna's idea I loved uh, that, you know, jewelry can be not just an expression, uh, you know, a fashionable expression, but it can be a, an expression, a um, political expression. And I think that, uh, you know, this being a project that is so timely, certainly is a conversation piece.
3: You know, I, I'd love to talk to you both also about your being artists. Rebecca, I know you're a renowned jeweler based in Baltimore. Can you tell us a little bit about your work
1: in general and how you got started in the field? Sure. Um, I attended Tyler School of Art. Um, I graduated from from there. Um, it's Temple University's art school in Philadelphia. And I um, found myself gravitating towards the metalsmithing studio. Um, it was definitely a serendipitous union. Um, I didn't expect to major in jewelry making. But from there, I, um, went on to work in the industry for a custom jeweler. Um, I was planning on going to graduate school at Madison and decided I just wanted to start my own business. And so I wound up, um, working for a custom jeweler in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for about five years while I was building my business at night, basically. And since then I have, um, the collection that we make here, um, in the studio in Baltimore, you know, we use a lot of CAD cam. We use a lot of 3d printing. There's no, um, technique that we don't use here. We do a lot of fabrication as well. Um, and, um, we've changed the work a lot. I've changed the work quite a bit over the course of my career. Currently, I think that our strongest work is the animal print work and the natural forms that we're using, a lot of nest forms, uh, feather forms, uh, the monarch and the animal print uh, pieces, I think, are strongest uh, thus far.
3: Fascinating. We'll have to learn more about your creations. Shauna, I know you likewise have quite a following. How would you describe your jewelry and how did you get started?
2: I actually started when I was 13. Wow, uh yes, many 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 moons ago, um I went to an art camp and came back. I grew up in New York City. Um, you know, I know nowadays a a teenager could probably, you know, learn to fly a plane or, you know, jump out of one, but when I was a kid there weren't um many activities such as this for kids. So I found um my mother found a vocational school uh which still exists called Studio Jewelers in Manhattan and I was their only teenager. It was mainly people who were learning to work in the diamond district and I would go in and they still tease me about it, drop my coat by the door, you know, and be like, I want to carve a bug. (laughs) So, um, you know, and then I just continued, I, I worked in, um, taught metal work in Italy, came back, got a graduate degree and have been making and teaching ever since.
1: Seneca's 100 women to hear. will be back after this short break.
0: just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
4: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paper
3: Well, I, I'd like to know what it's like working with other women, what it's been like on this project, what made that collaboration special? And perhaps each of you can give us a sense of that.
2: For me, I felt, well, first of all, in our field, in sort of the, the jewelry world, the art jewelry world, um, it's a it's a female dominant field. But what's Really wonderful um, is I feel we're all very supportive of each other. We all make space for each other. And um, the competition in my mind always seems more like a healthy competition, like, wow, that's so great. I need to make something great as well. And that's how I've um, really seen this project evolve. Artists have sort of jumped off of each other's ideas, being like, wow, you've made something so original and different. I need to do that. And um, been very supportive. I've had several artists from different countries contact me to be a part of the show, which is wonderful that they're also so upset about what's going on in the United States. And um, it's just been a group of of just a lot of camaraderie, you know, just really um, we're all coming together in this moment that's very distressing. And so a lot of stories have been shared. You know, Um, one of the artists in the group is... um, a woman in her seventies who was raped as, as a young teenager. And, you know, her sort of thinking was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, I could have been pregnant and it it wasn't legal then. And, you know, a lot of other women have shared, um, pregnancy stories of where things could have gone really wrong, you know, and thank goodness they weren't up against this new normal at the time that they were, um, thinking about having children or having them.
1: I would say that the camaraderie is really strong in this project. I did visit one of the locations where the show was taking place in Delaware, Rehoboth Beach, actually. And in that gallery opening, there were quite a few people visiting the show. And the comments from the visitors and the folks that were visiting the gallery were really strong, very supportive. And thank you so much for doing this there are a lot of positive comments and gratitude for the project. Mm.
3: Shauna, you'd mentioned that there's been a lot that's been going on in our country and world that's distressing. And I, I wonder, given this project and working together over the last year, uh, what gives you hope? And then maybe, Rebecca, you can tell us also.
2: For me, I feel... Felt like I was getting to a place where there was so much to scream about on so many levels that I I had to in my own little way take a stance. And when I sort of yelled out to my community, you know, let's do something. How about this? I was so um, just warmed my heart. How many artists said yes, please count me in, and really followed through. You know, again, I started with twenty, and we're up to over seventy. And artists keep asking if they can join, which is wonderful, and galleries keep you know reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, how can I be a part of this um so I guess what it does sort of give me is that hope um that yeah, you know things do look dark in many ways, but um when we do come together and you know form different um you know symbolic ways to peacefully protest that it can at least create a dialogue, and I feel like that's uh, the ultimate goal of a project such as this know, to raise some money and create a dialogue Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and obviously you have your creations you and your fellow jewelers
3: as a a major attraction as well
2: oh absolutely and there's so much conversation around these objects because um some of them are just beautiful and you just look at them and, and you're like what is this and so that becomes the dialogue and then other pieces um are much more conceptual, you know, or, or very in-your-face statements. And so that becomes the conversation. Um, but they're all wearable, you know, and, and that's just really cool. And, and a lot of the pieces have been purchased. I've had people reach out about other pieces. So I like the fact that um, as people will walk around w- wearing these art objects, that, you know, f- further conversations will be had.
3: Is there a site on the website
2: where they can be seen, or at least some of them? Oh, yes. Um, so uh, there is a we- a website called the Plan B Art Project. Mm-hmm. And there's also an Instagram um, page, Plan B Art Project. And I have all of the work up on those two sites. And how I've been doing it is that... Um, the, the show will be traveling through 2023 and each time um, the show is at a new gallery, I create hyperlinks with the artwork to the gallery where the work can be purchased. And, um, you know, once the gallery tour is over, any work that's remaining will be up on a website for sale. I know these works will be on display during New York Jewelry
3: Week. Uh, which is uh, certainly a major jewelry show that runs through November the 20th, I think. Yes. If people can't come to New York or to the other cities where the Plan B Art Project is touring, you just mentioned some ways in which they can participate. Do you want to expand
2: on that? Sure. Um, well, if you go to um, com. We have all of the artwork um, posted. And if one does not want to buy a piece of artwork, the prices range from $50 all the way up to thousands of dollars. Mm. One could always make a donation to their local or national Planned Parenthood.
3: Well said. And I uh, am at that place where we have to bring this conversation to a close, but I can't tell you How interesting it's been to um, meet each of you in this discussion, Shauna Burke and Rebecca Myers, who are linking their extraordinary artistic talent as jewelers with a cause. And in this case, the beneficiary of the cause will be Planned Parenthood. Thank you so much to both of you.
1: Thank you for having us.
3: It's so inspiring when women artists work together especially for a cause. Here are three things I took from that conversation. First, each of us can make a difference in our own unique way for the causes we care about. Shauna Blythe Burke and Rebecca Myers and the other women connected with the Plan B art project are speaking up in the language they know best, jewelry design. Second, when we do speak up, we should make sure we are fostering conversation and communication. As Shauna says, that's the ultimate goal of the Plan B Art Project, to create dialogue. Finally, it's wonderful to see what happens when women collaborate. Women in the jewelry world tend to be supportive of each other, says Shauna, And each woman's successful design spurs her colleagues on to greater creativity. If you're interested in learning more about this campaign, go to planbartproject.com and tune in next time to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she's one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear.
2: Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner PG. Have a great day.